All right. How's we doing today? Well, it, today's a very exciting day. Today's a very big day because we are welcoming a new full-fledged cast member before. You know him. You love him. Yep. Ian. Ian. Yay. Thank you. Is, thank you. Thank you. Thank he you. Is, uh, I want to. You're wanna, the only one applauding here. <laughs> <laughs> I stood. There, I just sat there waiting for people to join. You're me. waiting for us to applaud yeah. too. Well, uh, we, uh, we we've had you on the podcast many times, and we enjoy having you here. And, I enjoy and, being here. So. Yeah, and uh, there's no reason why you shouldn't be a uh, full fledged uh, uh, cast member of the team. That so we, uh, cool. we we're we're uh, going to uh, make every effort to make sure you're. Uh, on every episode on here on out. Yep. Yep. Be easier soon because I'll be driving soon. And That's right. That's right. Oh, my gosh. He is going to be driving soon. Wow. Oh, you know what? I will uh, okay. I will edit this in, mm-hmm. but I listened to your very first appearance oh, yeah. on the podcast and uh, your voice. Hi, this is Face Clash. Or, uh, hi, follow yeah. me at Face Clash Kit. That kind yeah, of stuff. Yeah. Right yeah. There. I, I, I will... Let me, let me put in a little oh. spot here to, to put that in. Yeah. I was told you... I would get a free tag in this podcast. That's yeah. why I came. Oh, oh wow. So okay, let's go. Follow my Instagram at Ian M. Marquez and follow my TikTok at FaceCash. And thank you guys for all the support. How does one spell FaceCash? Uh, you spell FaceCash F-A-Z-E-C-A-S-H. Awesome. Does it? What does it mean? So, FaceCash is what I gave my gaming name because there's this organization, gaming organization to be exact, and it's called FaceClan. And I started admiring them, following them, and that's what got me into gaming. And so I decided, oh, that'd be really cool. So I went with the name Cash because I had it in one of my old Xbox names and went and put Phase in front of it and then decided, oh, that'd be a good idea. And that stuck with me. That's very Sweet. cool, man. That's very cool. Okay, that, that was a lot. <laughs> <laughs> so that was Ian's voice, Amir, two years ago. Or was it two years ago? <laughs> so something happened <laughs> when we paused. Yeah. <laughs> and instead, I looked my dad in the face and I said, Can I burp here? Because, because I would, had just been drinking a soda. <laughs> It was one of those, you know, those, those big long. It was so quick. Yeah. <laughs> She's just like an eyebrow. Oh. oh god! It was. Uh, All right. It was All magic, right. is yeah, what it was. It was like when COVID started. Yeah, yeah, I really wish I had had that on tape, but <laughs> but alas. So anyway, it was when COVID started. We were yes, because we were mm-hmm. it was our first check in after COVID, and we were doing. We were just making sure everyone was right. Yeah. And yeah, and we had uh, we had you on, and uh, um, and I, I was listening. I think it was uh, I was listening to the the Taylor Hawkins uh, um, coverage that we did of the the last concert, right? And um, uh, and at the end of it, it uh, somehow my Spotify just switched over to uh, that right. specific mm-hmm. podcast, so it went to that podcast, and uh, um, I was told I'd have a plug. And it just, <laughs> I was rolling. It was so, you know, I, I immediately called my wife and uh, had her listen to it. And it, it was great fun. It was, yeah, it was, it was hysterical. God. 
Uh, yeah, that, the the point is, it's been a while since oh, you've yeah. started oh, yeah. uh, mm-hmm. started with us. And, I've loved and, it. Too yeah. Much, so. Oh yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. So, um, uh, you got a new tattoo. I did. It's peeling like a bitch. So, like, so I don't recommend this necessarily. Okay. 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 But I think something is happening with my headphones. Okay. But I woke up one day and I was like, if the opportunity arises, I Uh am going to get a tattoo. (laughs) Right. Today's the day. (laughs) Today's the day. I'm going to get a tat. And so then, um, miraculously, Uh my tattoo artist, who I work with a lot, posted on her Instagram story something like, oh, I have availability today if you want to come in, you know, whatever. And so I email her and I was like, hey, about that availability. (laughs) Yeah, right. And so now I have a rose on my wrist. Yeah, it's very pretty. Thank you. It's really nice. Um, A lot of my tattoos were done by an apprentice, which is Uh really cool because you can kind of see like her process, like her progress throughout time yeah. with each tattoo that I've gotten. Yeah. 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 Well, that's cool. She's I mean, super cool. You want them all to be perfect. Oh, yes, of course. Know, but uh, that's cool. That's yeah. Cool. That's good. But it's like it, they get even better. Your tattoos are, your mom said, do you want to get a sleeve? And I'm going, no. no. <laughs> I don't want to get a sleeve. You want to get a sleeve? Yeah. I don't want to get a sleeve. Are you so, going to? Are you going to start tatting up when you... Uh, uh, get... A little bit. Not you like think so? Not crazy, but... Not crazy? A bit. Yeah. So, Dad, yes. I heard Mom say something. Okay. Um, she said to her coworker, uh-huh. I get to hear all the, uh, the, the hot goss, that you were thinking uh-huh. about getting a tattoo. Oh, my God. You were thinking about oh getting a tattoo. Oh, my God. Was I... Oh. Um, well, that's, that's kind of news to me. I, <laughs> we had discussed it, you know, that if something came up and something was, you know, that I might do it. Well, it sounds like you're thinking about it. Yeah. What I mean, would you I get? Don't I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I've got a guitar on my, uh, my calf, mm-hmm. right? I've got my, uh, my Epiphone guitar on my calf, which, uh, which I really like. And I like the tattoo. I'm glad I did it. Okay. You know, and I, I'm not necessarily a fan of having anyone's name on me. I have a pitch. Okay, let's hear it. Okay, so like one of those Roswell aliens, you know, you very true <laughs> okay. and local to home, right? right like right. his full body, but his head is, of course, like massive because he's a freaking alien, right? Sure. And like on his third eye uh-huh. is the Gerber baby's face. <laughs> <laughs> nice. I'll do it. <laughs> and you think that would be good on me where? <laughs> on your other calf. <laughs> on my other calf. <laughs> honestly, honestly though, like you seem like the guy that would get that. I'm not okay, gonna... let me Okay. <laughs> I've got an Same. alien head. And it's like a photorealistic picture of a the Gerber photo baby. Photorealistic picture of a little chubby cheeked baby yes. with no teeth looking <laughs> out from an alien's forehead gun. Like, you know. Okay. <laughs> You know what? Uh-huh. I'll discuss it with the missus and we'll uh <laughs> Or you could go with like the saber bet and get the Tanglewood tattooed on you or something like that. I don't know. You know, I um I don't know. I like that guitar. I I don't know that to... Oh, here's another thing. Mm-hmm. Okay. When I got that guitar, I uh was um uh shortly thereafter we went uh back to um 
We went to a music go round. Oh, here we go. And and we get uh, <laughs> and I needed a guitar strap for it. Mm-hmm. So uh, I see a guitar strap with all these festive pineapples on it. Yes, 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 yes. And I'm thinking, well, that's festive. That's kind of fun. It's it's contrast it's to a, a black, black guitar, right. and it's you know it'll fit good. Then I found out that um, that it is heavily uh associated with the uh, marijuana culture right and the the swinging community the swinging community well Jesus. specifically so like i'm looking at your tanglewood right now okay yes yes and i'm looking at the strap that's attached to it uh-huh the pineapples are upside down which is specifically uh-huh what is associated with the swinging community it means i'm down to clown it means you're down to clown <laughs> i don't want a clown <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to clown. <laughs> I'm not down to clown. <laughs> Update. Your guitar strap says otherwise. <laughs> my guitar strap is wrong. So do your sailboat shorts. Well, my sailboat shorts are just manly shorts. People wear sailboats, fella. <laughs> uh, Ian and his dad have been busting my chops over these shorts and matching shirt that I have that have okay. sailboats on it. So. The matching, I get the shorts. The matching shirt to go along with it. <laughs> do, do you get the shorts? <laughs> okay. So apparently you have another Guitar Center related story. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So today we waddle our ways down to Guitar Center. Excuse me. I walked like a man. <laughs> I, I don't know who my, waddled. <laughs> I waddled my way into Guitar Center. Uh-huh. Like, All right. Well, it's Guitar Center. Let's play some guitars, right? Right. That's why you're there. Mostly. Yeah. yeah. So I... Uh, I pick. What did I pick up first? I picked up a, a like a black Les Paul. Right. And I'm like, all right, this will be cool. This looks really nice. So uh-huh. here I am. I'm like, plugging. I'm plugging it in, and plugging it in, and I plug into a Katana amp, and start to strum. No sound. All right. So Nothing. I'm like, all right. Well, perfect. So I switch over to a Catalyst amp, right? And um, I plug it in. Turn it on, and it's the most distorted, horrible sound you'll ever hear right. out of an amp, right? Yeah. So I'm like, oh, okay, that's not that's enough of that. So I turn it off and go pick up another guitar. I don't even know what I picked up. Oh, I think I picked up the Les Paul second, and I played the Strat first. Oh, then you ended up with an SG. <clears throat> oh, yeah, and then I got an SG, and the same thing kept happening. So we're like, oh, it's probably the chord. So then we go and get a new cord, and I plug in the SG, and it finally works. I don't know who tuned my SG. Well, it wasn't tuned, so whoever tuned it didn't. So it, uh-huh. it was bad. <laughs> so here I'm, like, strumming this thing. It was so badly in tune. So was the Les Paul. Once it started actually working, both of them were so badly in tune. So I am just yeah. sound like that one guy at Guitar Center that doesn't know how to tune. <laughs> and I'm like... That's an issue. So finally, I found one that worked, and we went through about five or six guitars before we Good found one that was God. close enough yeah. in tune to actually to, to play tune it. it up. It was the it, it was like a I don't know it was the three three five or something like that. Guitar Center. I'm sure I can spout this and have it be true. Yeah. Guitar Center oh. is the largest music store corporation in the country. Yeah. Could okay. Be, yeah. 
I have been to multiple guitar centers in multiple states. I went to two different guitar centers in Minnesota, Minnesota. almost every day that I was there. Right. Okay. Tell me why. <laughs> It took so like that th- th- they have employees, right? They do have employees who like wander around and tune guitars. Eh. Eh. Yeah, I I think um, the one employee there was uh, um, tending to his green mohawked quaff, mm-hmm. and uh, you know there was right. yeah something el- something very cool. <laughs> I think. Uh-huh. You okay? You need to belch. <laughs> I'm fine. <laughs> okay. Something else very cool happened while we were in Guitar <laughs> I'm a classy Center. lady. Yes, you are. <laughs> so we were in the uh, um, uh, the humidor built the room, you know, where yeah, all yeah, the yeah. acoustic guitars are. <laughs> yeah. And the cigars, apparently. And the cigars, yeah. So um, uh, Ian and I are playing. I've, I've got this beautiful white uh, um, dove. Dove. It was like uh, an Epiphone dove. It's yeah. like the hummingbird's oh, cousin. Mm. It's beautiful. It's beautiful. Beautiful. And I, I was playing it, and Ian was playing the, the hummingbird that was there. Time. Yeah, and uh, and this um, dad walks in with his eight-year-old daughter. Uh-huh. And well, this she is went, cute. And, yeah, and she went from little guitar to uh, acoustic bass that was little her size to a banjo. You know, she had no idea what she was looking for. That's she was so Picking cute. up everything she could that, that was in her reach. Get her little eight-year-old playing. hands on. Yeah, you know, so I, I was like, you know. I'm, I'm like, um, uh, you know, dad picked up a guitar that I had tried to play and it, uh, it was like the, the strings are way too close to the frets. I, I mentioned that. And we, so we got into a conversation and, and the little girl is like, you know, she's eight and he says, but I've got a guitar at home. And I go, oh, well, that's, that's awesome. That's awesome. And your mom started telling her about, you know, her and her dad about the outpost and about mm-hmm. Papa and about all the, all the, um. Uh, opportunities. The outpost was at a, a venue that I used to perform at, and yeah. Papa was my performing arts high school that I used to attend. Yeah, and uh, and we were going on, and, and I pulled up the uh, the video on YouTube of you playing the Jimi Hendrix song at mm-hmm. uh, um, at the uh, Tractor Brewing. Yeah, you know, and uh, showed it to her, and she thinks you're beautiful too, and uh, you know, and, and she's watching it, and she's <laughs> all into it, and uh, um, and and Dad was very appreciative of us. Uh, Taking a little bit of time to yeah you know, to, um, to talk sweet. to him and it was that's really so sweet. Super cute. So as we were leaving, I uh, she goes, you know the toughest thing about being a girl and playing guitar, and I go what? My hair gets in the strings because <laughs> her hair was like dangling down into. The, you have to make sure where your hair is all the time. That's yeah. so cute. Yeah, and I said I know what you mean. I used to play guitar when I was in high school. You know, so I know what you mean. I was, I had that long hair thing going on. That and, is so precious. Oh, it was adorable. Yeah, was she cute. was just so, so cute and a, a uh, aspiring young musician. Aww. You know, and, and, uh, oh, well, I, ho- I hope she keeps going for it. Me too. Right? Me too. And it, it really made me uh, um, reflect on today's film that we're going to be covering. We should do that now, though. Yeah, let's let's start only, the show. It's only a 14-minute cold open. Yeah, right. yeah, well. Wow. <laughs> It's our okay. show. <laughs> it's our show, like we say in this, uh, uh, the new opening that's coming up right now. Okay, okay, okay. What's the yeah. name of the documentary? Well, I haven't stopped yet. Hang on a second. We're going <laughs> to start. We're keeping in that in. Okay, hold Sorry. on. <laughs>
Hi, I'm Kenny. I'm Sarah. And I'm Ian. And we're one big happy family. Welcome to Rock Doc Behind the Scene, the show where we talk about music documentaries, movies, and honestly, whatever else we want to. It's our show. It's our podcast, right? Right. All right. Let's get on with it then. Let's do it. Okay, hey Sarah. Yes, Dad. What are we listening to this week? Street Gang. How we got to Sesame Street. <laughs> good job. Very good, very good. He told me what it was called on break. That's right. He said, "What's it called again?" <laughs> um, it's uh, it's on uh, HBO Max. It is not our usual fare. It's not the type of uh, documentary that we would necessarily cover as we said in the intro though we do what we want that's right we do what we want i do what i want that's right whatever whatever uh-huh. my mic keeps falling there we go. Hey, yeah gotta reset you be the boss of that mic okay it's you're in charge um the uh um it's basically a documentary about the uh inception and uh um making of sesame street and mm-hmm. its legacy yes and how um, it went from just an idea that maybe kids, uh, maybe we can do better for kids than uh, showing them um, uh, TV shows that are trying to sell them products. Right. right, which I think is really important because I remember there was this time where I was like really struggling with my mental health and whatever. And mm-hmm. I was talking to my manager at work and everything. And one thing that she said that I thought was really profound and interesting was that every advertisement that you will ever see, if you look deeper into it, it tells you that you're not good enough. That's true, huh? You know, it tells you that you don't have enough. It tells you that you by yourself are not inherently enough. But if you give us a little bit of money... You might have a shot at being enough. Right. Yeah, absolutely. And you know, and that's a really fucked up thing to drill into the heads of children. Yeah, right. they they uh, they they said that that kids, um, particularly inner city kids, had never see a book before they mm-hmm. get to first grade. You know, at that time, and this was like um, uh, yeah, well, sixty eight or when they were starting mm-hmm. this whole idea, and. Um, and that's tragic, you know, for a kid. Because you look at, uh, um, uh, I, I was talking to, to Reese. Um, uh, Your my, granddaughter, uh, my, my niece. granddaughter, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was like that, but longer. <laughs> Do you need a bucket? <laughs> oh, my. <laughs> I got a new ringtone. <laughs> I don't drink soda very often. <laughs> really? <laughs> <'Cause> it... <laughs> oh, my. <Yeah. laughs> my digestive system rejects it. Yeah. Violently, apparently. <laughs> okay. Uh, the, uh, 
You were talking to your granddaughter, Reese. <laughs> I was talking to my granddaughter, Reese, and she's she's in kindergarten. <laughs> and uh, um, and she's and uh, of course she knows ABCs and the one two threes and and uh, and she can do it all in Spanish as well, you know. And that's cool. Yeah. And and the idea that that uh, um, she can't uh, it that came from somewhere, you know. Mm-hmm. And the idea that uh, children's television can not only entertain but educate yes was was a foreign idea um, at that at that time in history. Right. I mean, I feel like it sort of stemmed a little bit from Mr. Rogers' neighborhood. Yes. Yes. Um, but other than that, there wasn't really any access to it, right? There was, yeah. there were just like children's television was a lot of like you know slapstick, like beating each other up, being mean, right. bullying each other, right. whatever, and that being funny. Yeah, yeah. And like, why would parents take issue with that when they really just want to sit their kid down for them to be quiet for a few minutes yeah. so mommy can take a nap? Most, right. most of that, the idea was just keep, you know, it was like they called it the electric babysitter. Mm-hmm. You know, you would have have the the kids sit in front of the TV, and you wouldn't have to answer questions and and care for your child. <laughs> until, yeah, I know, right? As a fourteen yeah. year old, that's got to be different. Right. But um, as a, uh, like a older uh, gentleman, um, hey. Uh, it, it's uh, you know it, it's pretty um, it, it's an absolute you know you know right, that, yeah. that this happens all the time so um, our uh, the brainchild behind all of this her name was Joan Gans Cooney mm-hmm. and this was this was her baby it was her idea um, along with many other geniuses in the uh, in the field that uh, that made this happen. Uh, John Stone um, was uh, the director and um, producer and, and writer, and uh, they had the Muppets. They brought Jim Henson in with the Muppets, right? And uh, at first, they were gonna they weren't gonna have them interact with the humans, right? But they they had kids watching the show, and they were like, the Muppet world was so fantastic. Uh, that it made everything else on the show look boring. Right. So they had to mix them together, and it was just brilliant. Yeah, it was awesome. Did you watch a lot of Sesame Street as a child? As a child, I I watched some for sure. Um, I did. So there was this moment in my life, and I specifically remember it. I was Uh in around 7th or 8th grade, and um, someone gave me permission to get a Facebook. Okay. <laughs> and so I think you uh, told Facebook you were like 33 or something when you Oh yes, yeah. absolutely. It wasn't Facebook that gave me permission I to mean, get a Facebook. Facebook right. you know? I think I'm 29 right now. Did, so. did they? Okay, yeah. <laughs> so I had this Facebook account. I, I promise this is relevant. And um I was at my grandma's house and we were watching Sesame Street. Yeah. And Bobby Moynihan from SNL was guesting on Sesame Street. Yeah. And I was like, well, what in God's name? <clears throat> how many celebrities have guested on Sesame Street? Right. And so I went through the Wikipedia and 
one by one, each episode, I screenshotted them. And it took like two hours. I remember that. Are you fucking kidding me? I remember that. To show all of the celebrities. Yeah, yeah. That, um, and then I ended up posting it on Facebook. That's what's relevant. Yeah. Um, But like, I posted all of them one by one to show like how many celebrities had guested on Sesame Street. Because it was fucking everyone. Yeah, yeah. I I remember uh, um, looking back on it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Bill Cosby was on a lot. Yes. Maybe, you know, uh, between him and uh, the subway guy and, you know. <laughs> Yikes. Maybe, uh, yeah, yeah. But, yeah. But um, uh, on this, <clears throat> on this, um, uh, just the musicians they had on this, they had James Taylor, Paul Simon, B.B. Mm-hmm. King, Stevie Wonder, um, just an amazing array of uh, uh, Dizzy Gillespie, just an amazing array of different uh artists on this thing that were right. just killer but right. no metallica no master metallica. of puppets no oh. what what the hell what the what no did you no ever Lars Ulrich. did oh, you Lars grow or, up uh, no Lars Ulrich. <laughs> <laughs> did you grow up with uh, sesame street i did i watched a little I, I i didn't watch a ton of it okay like a crap ton of it but i did watch a good amount of it because yeah. it was yeah. what was on well when i was a kid um when it came on in what was it seventy? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was what seven years old. Perfect age. Yeah. So when uh, I when it started, uh, I was um, I would watch that and Mister Rogers every mm-hmm. day. That was my thing. That was you know, and I would it would be uh, a, a consistent with me, you know. And I yeah. remember, I remember. Um, Gordon, I remember Maria, I remember Luis, I remember right. Mr. Hooper, I remember uh, Cookie Monster and mm-hmm. Big Bird and all the characters there. Right. You know, it was like a Oscar. like a soap opera. Your mom said it was a soap. It was like a soap opera. She right. she remembers Maria getting yeah. married. You know, and uh, and how big of a deal that was, right? And how she like obsessively watched it with her kids so yeah. that she could see yeah. the whole process. And you know what? We got a trailer 25 minutes Okay, in. yeah, I was wondering when that was going to come okay, up. Okay, well, usually we do this earlier, but here we go. Right. Here's the trailer. <laughs> we make our own rules. That's right. It's our show, right? It's our show. <laughs> this was an experiment. Tag. You're it. No one had ever seen anything like it. I wanted to capture the family aura. Hi, Bert. Ah! But I don't think any of us sat there thinking, oh my God, we're changing the world. Joan had a brilliantly simple notion. Children were watching a tremendous amount of television. So why not see if it could educate them? I love the whole idea of taking commercial techniques and applying them to a show for kids. I was convinced that it would be impossible to do. Jim Henson, Frank Oz, if they were on, you had a good day. We're the Mm -hmm. best of friends. Yes. How many lines do you have? Three. Three. (laughs) Well, try to get the first one better. I had become intellectually and spiritually involved with the civil rights movement. Those were revolutionary times. I saw it as a political show. There's no question that we're integrated. That's our worst sin. I'm happy to be a sinner. 
beautiful children will grow up. Right on. To be on the set watching this dynamic, it was magic. It was people dedicated to a real ideal and having the will to do it. It was all of us having the time of our lives, writing silly things, but always with this message that television could be socially valuable. We're not sure what we are or what we can be. We know there's potential and the realization to accept ourselves. That's what Sesame Street's about. So the whole idea of this show um, was very unique to the TV landscape at the time. And, and uh, um, one of the stories that I thought was just was fascinating was that uh, uh, was it Mississippi? Yeah. Yeah. They um, they decided against carrying it the PBS station there mm -hmm. under the guise that it was too loud. Right. You know, um, and the bottom line is there were uh, there were African-American uh, um, performers interacting with uh, with Caucasian performers. And it was there. really important to, you know, the writers of the show and right. the staff of the show that that was indeed the case. Yeah, right. That there, there was, there was, so there was a, diversity in like Yeah, cast exactly. It has right. To, I mean. So that, you know, so that we're not <laughs> just showing but then, one, you know, one race of child. Right. But then or, they interviewed yeah. Mississippi children, and apparently the Mississippi children were actually learning a lot from it. And, and they loved it. They yeah. loved it. They yeah. loved... I, they loved, you know, Bert and Ernie. And yeah, that was, that was it. It was... Um, uh, just Bert and Ernie. <laughs> just Bert and Ernie. <laughs> I love... They're my favorite gay they couple. Are my favorite and, gay Oscar, couple. <laughs> and Oscar the Grouch. And... Big Bird and right. Cookie Monster and the the little clips they had uh, with the with the puppets interacting with you know real children he like swallowing oh good lord <laughs> that was the loudest <laughs> swallow I've ever heard <laughs> <laughs> um, watching them <laughs> watching them interact with uh, with all these uh, um, real I mean not actress children just real children right and yeah. that was another thing oh. that was really important to them yeah was making sure that they weren't like professional children yeah TM. Right. oh yeah yeah um yeah they were like the kids had no clue what was going on until they actually had to do it so yeah and they're interacting with the uh with the puppet with the, the felt and the with the hand in it not the but to them the guy that three is foot under that like, you know but to them they are talking to grover yeah yeah. To them, they are talking to the Cookie Monster. Right, right. yeah. Right, They're talking right. to Kermit. They're talking to... Yeah, yeah. And those clips are so damn cute. They, they are. are adorable. You guys should look them up on, you know, just the... Um, I, I, it, there's one that's popular on, on Facebook. I've seen it a few times before I watched this film. Um, and it's uh, a uh, Kermit and a uh, little, little girl uh, going through the ABCs. <laughs> and... She just thought it was hysterical that she'd get like six letters in and they go cookie, cookie monster, monster. <laughs> yeah. And Kermit was, "Oh come on now, we're trying to do this, you know." And then they'd do it again, and she'd say, "Cookie monster," and it was, and just you know, cookie monster. And she'd like dissolve into laughter, and at the end, you know, <laughs> right? Yeah, you know, Kermit's all frustrated, and he storms off, and she's going, "I love you." <laughs> and then Kermit, and just goes, like, "I love you too." I love you, know? you too. And, uh, <laughs> it was just, uh, 
Just the drawing. There's so many, so, cute. so many heartwarming moments in this thing. In um, uh, 1980-ish, uh, Will Lee, the actor who played, you know what? I pulled it up. Let me, Mr. Hooper. It's about to sad warning. Yeah. Sad warning. Okay. Because Wikipedia is not loading fast enough. No, no, it's right here. Hang right. On. Will Lee. <laughs> there you go. The uh, he passed away in 1983, and he was Mr. Ho- uh, Mr. Hooper, mm-hmm. and uh, um, they uh, instead of just doing a uh, a. Goodbye. He, like he retired or he moved to Florida. Or, they were like, or this is like a that. chance to help children yeah. conceptualize death. Yeah. And you're like, holy shit. Uh-huh. Really? We're going to do this? And yes, they did yeah, that. They, right. they came back and, and they, they wrote this beautiful scene where they're all sitting there uh, at different tables and Big Bird has uh, pictures that he's drawn of each one of his friends there. Mm-hmm. Right. And he has a picture of Mr. Hooper. And he says, yeah, I can't wait to give it to him. And they're like, um. Don't you remember? Remember we talked about this. He's, he's dead. Oh, mm-hmm. I'll, I'll give it to him when he comes back then. You know, it's like, no, he's not coming back. He's dead. And then know? this is the part where I, I started, started cry- losing I my started shit. Crying. <laughs> okay. Was that, uh, was when Big Bird says, oh, well, I sure am going to miss him. Yeah. Are right. you uh, fucking uh, with me? And then I Big was, Bird starts crying, uh, and then yeah. I'm crying. I'm and just sad. I'm just you know? sad. Oh. <laughs> yeah, this makes me sad. Now, this is, oh. Uh, yeah, well, because, horrible. and their big thing with Big Bird. Terrible, just terrible. Just terrible. <laughs> was having, because, like, at first, he was kind of a goofy guy. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And then they were like, okay, it's really important that we, I've been saying important a lot. Bear with yeah. me. Yeah, yeah. But, like. It, it is important that we ensure that instead of Big Bird just being this random goofy guy, that he processes things the exact same way as children do. Exactly. He learns along with the children. He's yeah. the, he's the, um, like the all-time seven or six-year-old of the show. He's yeah. So you just kind of watch, I mean, literally, right, like a child conceptualize death in front of your own eyes. He just right. happens to be covered in felt. Right, right. He's the, if you if you will, he's like the uh, the avatar for your child. For the, he's the, uh, um, I think that's you, buddy. I didn't mean to. Yeah, yeah. Um, I know it's not a it's it's a. I wasn't you know, purposely going. Yeah, I think you were purposely doing it, man. <laughs> yeah. Come on, man. You're new here. Come on. So <laughs> I know. It's only so been the, three uh, years. <laughs> it's only been three years. Um, so the. Uh, uh, the idea that your child is uh, has someone on here that is exactly like them, mm-hmm. you know, who just happens to be a six foot tall bird or seven yeah. foot tall bird, um, you know, and um, and the same guy who plays him, Carol Spinney, also plays uh, Oscar the Grouch, which I think mm-hmm. is, you know, and he just seems like a lovely guy, you know. Yeah. Yeah, right. all all of them, yeah. all of them do. And Jim Henson, and they talked and about. Oz, yeah, they talked too a lot about how like Carol Spinney was able to, like, be really therapeutic with himself yeah. when he was playing Big Bird, right? Uh-huh. Because it like, you know, played into his like childlike self. But right. at the same but time, then, when he played Oscar the Grouch, he's like, all, it was like a pissy old man. Yeah, he was yeah. like, it was also therapeutic for him in a way. Yeah. Oh my God, my breath still smells like cigars. <laughs> 
<laughs> we had cigars last night on the patio. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it doesn't didn't. go away, I apparently. Yeah. I didn't. We didn't give uh, cigars to a minor. Yeah, yeah. But, like, we... if we did, is it in your business? God. <laughs> so, but anyway. Knock, knock, knock. CYFD. <laughs> <laughs> There's a podcast that says you've been feeding cigars to this young man. (laughs) But um, what I thought was really cool about that was like every documentary I've ever seen about Mr. Rogers says the same thing about how he was able to process his emotions through his puppets in the land of make-believe. Yeah, yeah. And this is the same type of thing where these, these people are, you know living through this mm-hmm. yeah, and and the the creation of these puppets are amazing right? okay. yeah uh, let's, let's just go into oscar real quick and how yeah, yeah. they how they were like well we want a grumpy old character guy because it's because kids are always taught to see that the world is just perfect and that everyone's nice yeah. and it's not the truth that people aren't always going to be nice. So yeah, we should yeah. always have the we should have this character that is going to you know yeah kind of be, be a, a pissy old man yeah, a jackass yeah because mm-hmm. that's the way it's raining or it rain falls and nobody's playing outside that kind of thing, yeah right? yeah he's very he loves the rain mm-hmm. yeah because the no uh, kids are because the kids are inside oh that's yeah. wonderful yeah. Yeah. remember chitty chitty bang bang oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> It kind of, you know, Seems the Harlem, like the Harlem ago. landscape, or the Harlem like landscape in the backfall reminded me a lot of the city of Chitty Chitty Bing Bang. Really? And it always, and <laughs> since I obviously saw Chitty Chitty Bing Bang probably like two years ago, so or a year ago at this point, so it's yeah, been yeah. like, so I didn't think that when I was watching, you know, Sesame Street when I was like seven, but when I'm so a European castle. I just want to get this straight here. A European castle reminded you of Harlem, <laughs> of a New York tenement. Of a, yes, because okay. the little area, the little area where the <laughs> where Big Nose was going around, and you know, yeah, where the child catcher, yeah, yeah, yeah. Big Nose. Hey, yeah, I need it. to interrupt uh, our on subject discussion uh-huh. because I just got a notification on my phone. Yes. From this marketplace called Mercari. It's where I like to sell all of my belongings <laughs> in exchange Jesus. for money. Jesus. Did you right. sell the mics? No. Okay, good, good. <laughs> but they, but you know, obviously also like people can sell things to you, right? Uh, yeah. Um, and <laughs> this notification that I just got says, most wanted, this fanny pack is hot right now. <laughs> <laughs> No fanny pack has ever been hot. Okay. Right yeah. I don't understand why, but they've gotten like trendy lately. Fanny packs? Then? Fanny packs. Too. One word. Pockets. Pockets. Yeah. Pockets. You know why pockets well, were made? So you don't have to wear a fanny pack. You're telling me, right? It's, but it's, here's the yeah. thing about women. They don't make pockets for us. They don't make pockets. Because, Purses. Because they would put their <laughs> keys in them and then they get away. I might okay so it might make sense to wear a fanny pack on a run Uh and in no other situation Uh there are running backpacks you don't really have much of an excuse to wear a fanny pack in the first place but if you do do it on a run don't use it as a fashion statement 
Oh, they have become trendy now, too. Yeah, they have become cool. It's weird. Guys are wearing them now, too, and I'm like, you have pockets! Well. Pockets. I have a very vulgar joke about fanny packs, which I'm keeping to myself. Fair enough. So. (laughs) It's probably the best. Yeah, I I think it's the the best for everyone involved there. That's a... Um, so the point is they have these, um, these Muppets on there that, that, uh, are, um, I'm trying to get back, trying to steer this back to the the point of fanny packs. Yeah. That don't wear fanny packs. Could you see a fanny pack on Big Bird? Oh yeah. I think it would be eight. Oh yeah. You know what? He would totally rock one. He would rock one. I do love him. Did you notice? Mm -hmm. I just noticed this. <clears throat> the second time I've watched this documentary. Mm-hmm. No Elmo. No Elmo. Oh, oh my yeah. gosh, you're right. Elmo was not in it, and Snuffleupagus was only in it in a uh, like a like a, a short clip. Not mm-hmm. a right. Know, you had more count than you did Snuffleupagus. Hey, what was up with Elmo right. not in it. Um, there was a uh, quite a controversy with the guy who voiced. Elmo yeah, who I did that. was there. That. That's I'm probably, so. honestly, probably why. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I know what the controversy yeah. is. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I have been just, today has been so full of like little things that people have said to me that have ruined my childhoods. I know we're probably like oh, 45 minutes into this thing, but my dude. 37, but yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. But like someone told me today that like one of the munchkins on the cast of the Wizard of Oz like on screen, there's this myth uh-huh. hung himself. Okay. Okay, that didn't happen. That didn't happen. Okay, there's a there's a um, a a myth that, that this one scene you see a dangling munchkin in the background. Uh huh. And and but they they've slowed it down and shown it to you. Look it up on YouTube. That didn't happen. Okay. Okay. I've I've got you know people will come to me. With, uh, you know, did you hear that? And, uh, mm-hmm. and and tell me these things that I just know for a fact didn't happen. Uh-huh. But, you know, like. Uh, um, there was kind of a part of me that was like, it was the 30s. But yeah. at the same time. Yeah, yeah. There's no way. I forget what it was the other day. Somebody told me something. And it wasn't like something ridiculous. Like, uh, you know, all the doctors are making millions of dollars by telling people they have COVID. No, that's not. That's not. Mm-hmm, right. You know, but but people believe that shit. Right. And that is just. Uh, that's depressing. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, it's yeah. horrible. But uh, um, but I've I've seen the um the proof that that you know that did not happen because they have okay. like all sorts of little bits in Wizard of Oz that um were supposed to be like that. Mm-hmm. You know, that, uh, oh, and you see here that there's a, I forget some of the things. But. I mean, there are a million conspiracies around that film yeah, yeah. that I had heard, but that one was the scariest by right. far. Yeah. Uh, I was like, like, I don't like that. Yeah. But good to know that it's not I real. Mean, you, you've seen a film set, and particularly that one. You've seen mm-hmm. how they, all the still pictures and all the, you know, the gathering of the munchkins and all this. At what point do you think they're going to let a uh, suicide by a, a freaking... Uh, be careful, little person. There we go. Thank you. Um, uh, <laughs> make it to the final cut of the film, right? You know, I yeah. wasn't going to I say know that I was word. Close. <laughs> you were that close to being Twitter canceled right there. 
You were that close. Uh, well, you said freaking, and I said rot row. Rot row, Reggie. <laughs> okay, but you get the idea. Yeah. What was the? Okay, I know there was a. Uh, I don't know if it was in this. There's a thing about the, um, uh, the Elmo. Guy's been canceled. Oh no! Yeah. <laughs> oh, that was the most yeah. Cheryl Hines sounding oh no, Sarah. <laughs> oh no! Oh no! No, Tig! No! 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 Tig! No! It's not on here. Hey, Kevin Clash. There we go. Okay, we're gonna. Uh oh! All gonna, right, we're well, gonna dive we're gonna into find it. Out. What else do we got to talk about? You well, know, okay. Sesame Street. Okay. Good thing we're doing it. Uh oh. Okay. He um. Okay, abuse allegations. Oh. Um. 2012. Uh, he was accused of having a relationship with a individual of 16 um i think that was uh i don't know if it was settled or what but um but the accuser uh has since said it was there were two consenting adults Mm -hmm. uh which i mean still makes it creepy but uh then uh there's uh he left sesame street because uh several other um incidents came along which Makes me think that uh, this happened um, more than once. Well, that um, if you can, if you're using your your uh, status as Elmo right to get laid, maybe there's an issue. Maybe, maybe there's be. an issue. That <laughs> there's a deeper Jesus issue. Christ. <laughs> Jesus Christ, <laughs> dude! It's one thing to be like I'm Slash, you know. <laughs> I'm sure that's how he does it too. I'm Slash. <laughs> the hat and the sunglasses. Come on, ladies. I'm Slash. <laughs> Les Paul hanging off the neck. Just No, I, what I like to think even more Chains is up that he his hits thoughts. on women by saying, I'm Slash. And he doesn't have a guitar around his neck, right. but he sings his riffs to himself. <laughs> Listen to this. (laughs) Wait, wait, let me get my top hat. (laughs) (laughs) Welcome Uh, to the jungle. That was me. That was me? That was me. Right? (laughs) It's one thing to do that. Right. (laughs) God, all right. Don't do that. I'm slash. (laughs) I'm slash. (laughs) But it's another thing to go... Hey, wait, do your Elmo voice. Here we go. This is your time to shine, Grandpa. I do the voice of Elmo. All right. That was more like Mickey, wasn't it? Oh, no, that's Mickey. Yeah, that's Mickey. I think you were at Elmo. Get out there and make me some fucking money. (laughs) That's Mickey. Yeah, that is Mickey. Oh, South Park Mickey. Do we have a problem? Do we have a problem here? Um, But... (laughs) <laughs> I'm running a tight ship here. But Elmo. But Elmo. Oh my gosh. That would be so creepy. Oh my yeah. god. I'm Elmo. <laughs> I'm Elmo. I'm Elmo, ladies. <laughs> <laughs> 
no idea where this hand's been. Oh, <laughs> oh, oh, that was. There was, oh. was a meme that has, has uh, uh, Elmo with uh, you know the puppeteer's hand in him, and then another Elmo oh, in the yeah. background, eyes wide I open, know. mouth <laughs> agape, going. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, you know, I wasn't even thinking that maybe us discussing uh, puppets would lead to this, but here we are. <laughs> such a wholesome, such a wholesome movie such teaching wholesome people movie about and diversity and stuff, yeah, and about how diversity is shaped Sesame Street. And <laughs> like here Elmo, we are talking about Elmo's Elmo hand pulling ass, woman. Yeah. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> anyway. So then, uh, <laughs> I don't know if we, if we can get back uh, from I, that. I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm trying it's to. It's going to be so interesting to mark an episode about Sesame Street explicit. Yeah, that's true, <laughs> isn't it? Well, that, we have to, right? Well, that ship has sailed, yes. We have to if mark we, it as. If we do not, then a little kid is going to get a hold of it. Yeah. And holy shit. Yeah. You guys are going to get sued. Oh. Sued? Excuse me. Will you guys get sued? All of us will get sued. You're part of yeah, the cast now, my oh, friend. I know. <laughs> Liability extends to you, dude. Yeah. <laughs> that cease and desist letter. <laughs> oh. Will be to Written Rock to Doc all. behind yeah, the know, scene right. with, with Sarah, Sarah and, and Ian. And Ian. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. Hey, you don't got to tell me. Um, the... Uh, uh, the music in this thing, um, the uh, uh, when when Jim Henson passed away, did this mm-hmm. make you sob like a? Oh yeah, baby? yes, I was yeah. I was crying. Jim Henson passes, and uh, he is of course the creator of all these amazing uh, characters and uh, um, for the Muppets, right? And he's the voice of Kermit. He's the voice of Ernie. He's He's so many different wonderful characters in this thing. And uh, so hey for his uh, hi-ho, for this, uh, <laughs> uh, for his funeral, his memorial service, they had uh, Big Bird singing, uh, um, it ain't it, that easy being green. Yeah. Right. Having a and this was day, the color of this. This was like leaves. real too. This yeah. Was like Big was, Bird with a, tar- with, with, a, with a vest on and he was yeah, singing. Yeah, yeah. And you could tell he was choking up inside. Right. Heartbroken. Yeah, yeah, because you know it's Jim Henson. It's you Jim know? Yeah, it's, 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 he he was. I mean, yeah. I, yeah. When I was a kid, I wanted to spend time. I wanted to be Jim Henson. You know, oh, yeah. I could do voices, mm-hmm. and you know, and, and and it's like this guy had, uh, um, you know, passed away at fifty three. Fifty three. Young yeah. young age. You know, and, um, something I'd noticed the other day when I was your age. 53 was not dying young. 53 uh-huh. was like 30 years too long, you know. Mm. I mean, that was... <laughs> I, I don't see it that way, but no, okay. No, I know you don't because it's a different generation. But, um, you know, and, and, uh, and you've also... So what were people but that life spans were shorter in the 1800s. <laughs> oh! That's true. That's true. <laughs> you never know because we were out there fighting the Civil War. Oh! And, uh, you know, don't worry. <laughs> I was on the good side. Oh. And, uh, <laughs> Ooh, uh-huh. Ooh. Yeah. yeah. That was. Yeah. 
So that's staying in there too. Oh, I, I, editing. He doesn't edit these things. Edit these things. They're gonna hear every Google that we type in. Yeah, yeah. I will. <laughs> They're gonna I will, hear that. Yeah, I will. Sarah died. <laughs> I will edit if something is absolutely you know misspoken or something like. I will go in and change it. But uh, for like the content of what we talk about and all that. No, it all stays in because right. this is what we do. Oh, this is how we roll. This is how we roasted. Hang, you got roasted. Anyway. Boom, roasted. <laughs> Boom. <laughs> Boom. <laughs> so, um, yeah, Jim Henson passes, and we all cried. Yeah, yeah. Frank Oz. In conclusion, because in conclusion, it was like they were who was interviewing him. Somebody interviewing him, and then it's like Grant, and then you go, oh, this is leading up to his death, and I'm like, yeah, yeah. As I'm soon like, as wait, they go, wait, what? <laughs> as soon as yeah, I think we'll just I'll be doing Ernie when I'm in my wheel, you know, you know, uh, Frank and you know, yeah, or Frank Ernie will never doing, and, Ernie will never die, really, yeah. and, he, and you're like, oh, this is leading up to his yeah, death, and I'm like, no, no, this can't be good. <laughs> um, so Frank Oz, okay, Frank Oz did the voices of Bert. Uh, he did on the Muppet Show. He did like Miss Piggy, Fozzie Bear, mm-hmm. Animal. Um, and he did Cookie Monster, Bert Grover. Uh, he also did the voice of Yoda. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. Uh, in uh, in all the uh, Star Wars films, and his work as a director. Mm-hmm. Okay, The Dark Crystal, uh, The Muppets Take Manhattan, obviously. Little Shop of Horrors. Oh, really? Yeah, Little Shop, Little Shop of Horrors. Um, Dirty Rotten Scoundrels, and What About Bob? Oh, interesting. Yeah, yeah. So there's... You know, as as someone who uh, frequently babysits her therapist's cats... (laughs) Yeah. I promise this is relevant to something. Um, (laughs) But (laughs) do you know how many... What about Bob people... uh, uh, Jokes people have made at me? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) You are right there. Yeah. Oh, side rant. I watched Little Miss Sunshine the other night. Oh, what'd you think? It was a great movie. I love it. Having that. fun? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the horn. And then he gets pulled over by the cop. That that was like the best 20 minutes of a movie ever. Yeah. Where like, it reminded me of like the best 20 minutes when Planes, Trains, and Automobiles when he lost the car. Or when he like didn't get the rental car. It reminded me of that. Just 20 minutes of like dying laughter. Cause yeah. The... uh. uh uh, your mom and I, not your mom and I, but your right, mom and right. I, mm-hmm. um, my wife, uh, my wife, my, my wife. Um, we, uh, whenever we'd go to one of the dance uh, competitions that your sisters were in, mm-hmm. and uh, you'd see one, uh, yeah, my a, sisters, yeah, <laughs> you'd see some kid go out there and front and center, and she was the star today. This was her moment to shine. We looked at each other and go, a little Miss Sunshine. Well, yeah. 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 Because it was, uh, if you haven't seen that movie, it's it's it's, so a, it's a it's gym. A, it really is fun. Oh, Michael. Oh, Paul Dano's in it. Steve mm-hmm. Carell. I've uh, never seen Little Miss Sunshine. Really? Mm-hmm. Well, take time out of your busy schedule. Okay. You know, I I know you've got college and everything, and I that's, do have college. That's and everything. kind of important, but kind of. But, but, but watch a lot of movies, huh? It's just weird yeah. to see Steve Carell <laughs> as some dark human, just like you know, yeah. some depressed human after like The Office. Have you ever watched um, uh, 
Dinner for Schmucks? No, I have not. Oh, my God. So Steve Carell plays a taxidermist. Who, whose medium is small rodents that he finds uh, dead on the road. No, but it's funny. Okay. Oh, it's hysterical. It's him and Paul Rudd. Uh, Zach oh, okay. Galifianakis. Try that again. Galifianakis. Thank you. Thank you very much. I was going to help you. Isn't it? No, I knew you were. But, uh, no, I can't. Uh, the, can't help uh, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> so the, the, uh, um, the whole thing's just the just Yeah. Uh, I might have to check it out. What's it called? Uh, Dinner for Schmucks. Dinner for Schmucks. Okay. I think it's uh, it might be on HBO Max. I don't know. But it's, it's on... Oh, my God. I just watched it. I think it's on Netflix. Is it on Netflix now? Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. cool. Anyway, cool. you'll enjoy it. I it's, will. Uh, um, uh, it, it's hysterical, and it's uh, um, and, and you know what else? Uh, I saw a clip from the other day that just slayed me. What? It just and it's like forty-five seconds of uh, um, it's uh, this is forty, Judd, mm-hmm. Judd Apatow, uh, and it's um, uh, Paul Rudd and. Judd's wife. Her name escapes me for the moment, but she's she's great. I only know his daughter's name. Um, she was uh, she was in that. Uh, anyway, doesn't matter. Yeah, yeah. She was great, and she's Judd Apatow's wife and Leslie Mann. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Leslie Mann. Um, Who are you uh, thinking? Yeah, I don't know. Um, but she, they are in a their kids' uh, principal's office, and Melissa McCarthy is there, and Melissa McCarthy is. Um, uh, you know, to, you know these these two over here. I'm gonna fucking scissor kick them in the head and knock <laughs> their goddamn heads off. And then you know, I said you you <laughs> you know, and, and, uh, and the prince says, "Come on now, that's not really necessary. Really, everybody hates you, and I'm glad your husband died." There, I said, <laughs> "Yeah, <laughs> yeah, damn." <laughs> So, so so funny. I'll pull that up when God. we're done here. Uh, because, I love Melissa McCarthy. Oh, she's she's awesome. She cracks me up, and uh, um, that whole that whole piece is just uh, incredible, 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 incredible. So, and, uh, you know, it has nothing to do with Sesame Street. With it's this back on. Does that we're kind of done with Sesame? Yeah, well, that's where Jim we're, Henson uh, dies, and it kind of just ends. Well, no, I mean it. Uh, I mean, it it's still going. You know, it's right. uh um, it's one of those things that, uh, um, you know, you kind of want to think that like, they, they did change the landscape of education and they changed the landscape of Right, of but you kind of think it, you wanted it to be like a Foo Fighters thing if they keep going and stuff like that after they lose someone, you know? I need a more yeah. I need a more past example to where it's happened <laughs> before. Like, not to now, that was a bad... That's right. Sesame Street is like the Foo Fighters. yeah. Or they keep going even after losing. So in conclusion. In conclusion. (laughs) In conclusion. It's a wonderful film. Recommended highly. We wouldn't have covered it uh, if it hadn't have been just, you know. We're not covering like Blackfish and and depressing stuff like that. Yeah. But but this was important. Watch watch this and it was like uh, amazing. Um, It's incredible. Yeah. And I don't know. It's just, I feel like, like this is, we, this is a, a, a podcast where we talk about music documentaries and music movies and music. Yeah. But at the same time, I feel like children's shows like this are such big parts of our lives that we yeah, cannot, right. we can't not cover them. Yeah, absolutely. You are 
a, a songwriter yeah. in the universe of Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood. Yes, I, I interrupt, but yes, I just I found a video of Kermit singing Wonderwall, and ooh, ooh, <laughs> ooh. I was uh, when I was a kid, I, I wrote uh, an opera for Mr. Rogers, and he uh, wrote me a letter and asked to be on it. Yeah, so, that was anyway. Kermit, huh? Kermit sings yeah, Wonderwall. That's gotta be so. It's gotta okay, be. so um, uh, yeah, we're we're winding up here. Uh, is there anything uh, left to say, guys? Have Honestly, you, uh, no. What okay. you thinking? I don't know. I, I'm thinking. I did. I played uh, children's music, you know, for both of your classes as you grew up, <laughs> right. you know, and uh, um, and and one thing that I always. Uh, adhered to that I think I learned from Sesame Street yeah. is that you never talk to a kid as if you're a kid. You talk to a kid like you would anyone else and they'll respond to you. you yeah. Know, you don't you don't uh, you, you don't talk you, down to them. Yeah, you don't talk that I'm an adult and you're but you talk you know, and you don't put on a little kitty voice and you you know right. you talk to them like you know <laughs> like butters. <laughs> <laughs> right. Uh, hey there, kids, you know. Yeah. <laughs> so, God. you don't, yeah. So, there you are. Anyway, uh, thanks for listening, guys. Thank you so much. We it love you guys. It's an honor to love have you, you here this week. Yep. We're going to do this uh, again. Uh, yeah, we'll do it again. Yeah. And uh, the. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> next week, next supposedly. Next week, um, we'll see. Uh, I'm, uh, I've got it narrowed down to two contenders for next week. Ooh, I can't wait to hear about it. Okay, you want to hear about it now? Yeah. Good, I'm thinking either the Cheryl Crow documentary on HBO Max. I'm on board. Or uh, Oasis uh, Supersonic. Fun. Because Mark Bodna, our friend from the Gold Coast of Australia, suggested that we covered Oasis in their times. That so, would be so fun. That would be. So uh, one of those two. We're going to des- we're gonna decide and do that next week. Awesome. So, awesome. Love you guys. Thanks for love listening. You. Love you. Yes. Thank you all so much. We appreciate your bunches. Yeah, uh, we'll talk to you next time. Au revoir. This has been Rock Dog Behind the Scene with Sarah and Kenny Bodkin. Theme music performed by Sarah Bodkin and Paul Beasley. Behind the Scene is produced, performed, and written by Sarah and Kenny Bodkin. Follow us on Instagram at Behind the Scene Pod. See you next time and support your local musicians. Listen to Nickelback.